Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, a new Men's World 7 Series campaign kicks off in Dubai. And a Papua New Guinea tennis player aims to end 2019 on a high. But first, the Fiji women's rugby team have qualified for their first ever World Cup after outclassing Samoa 41-13 in the Oceania qualifying final at the weekend. The home side outscored the Manusina by six tries to two in Lautoka to book their ticket to New Zealand in 2021. Head coach Alfarete Ndove Verata says qualifying for the World Cup will enhance development for women's rugby in Fiji. It's uh, been a historical moment for Fiji rugby, especially for women's rugby. And we, we're thankful to God that this uh, that thing has come. And uh, yes, we've, we've qualified. So, so, so what what do you think this means for the Fijiana team? Obviously... A historic moment, but um, you know what sort of benefits do you think, aside from competing in the World Cup, this could have for girls and women's rugby in the country? Yes, it, it, it means a lot. Uh, firstly, for the for the development of uh, women's rugby, I think it has come a long way uh, since the inception in inception in Fiji, and uh, yes, the rugby development officers. Uh, the CEO and his staff have been working tirelessly uh, behind the scenes, trying to get some recognition uh, in women's rugby in Fiji. And uh, I'm thankful that we have uh, achieved uh, what we have set out uh, from the beginning, that is to qualify. And uh, I think uh, the interest and the support from the stakeholders uh, will, will come through so that uh, we would be able to prepare for the Rugby World Cup. Because Samoa, the Manusina, your your main rivals, I guess, they had been to a few World Cup tournaments previously. Uh, four years ago, uh, you, Fiji came up short in an Asian qualifying tournament. So d- does this show the progress that the Fijiana have made in, in recent years? Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, uh, Manusina, the Britain, we, we heard that they played in three World Cups, and uh, we know that uh, they would come up firing on, on last Saturday, and we talked about it, and uh, the girls have talked about this role, and they know the task that was at hand, and they managed to, we managed to, to win the game, and uh, we are thankful for that uh, moving forward, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, the 2020 before heading into the World Cup in 2021. And so what what opportunities will the team have in 2020 next year to continue that build-up now to New Zealand? Because the, the Oceania Women's Championship has now had a couple of additions, um, but I imagine you'd be hoping for a few more matches maybe as you uh, prepare for that historic event. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, 
I'm hoping, we're hoping that we will get a few more test matches for 2020. That'll be good for us moving forward. And if we can get a few tours, uh, international exposure, I think that'll benefit the girls. And we hope to work with a wider base of girls coming through the age groups. And uh, we, we look forward to working with them and trying to get some new talent into the team. So we've got uh, about one and a half years to work on that and hopefully come work up and we are prepared and ready to to, to fight for uh, fight for uh, position for the final playoff of the World Cup. And uh, do, do you know, Alaferete, does qualifying for the World Cup, does that get any additional funding or, or, or money uh, to the Fiji Rugby Union or, or, or to the team at all? Hopefully, but I, I think uh, this person, the CEO, will, will answer the question. Uh, I, I haven't sat down with him. Uh, sometime next week I'll be sitting down with him and we'll, we'll see what what's there for the women's rugby. That's the Fijiana 15's women's rugby coach, Alaferete Ndove Virata. Another men's World 7 Series kicks off in Dubai this week with Fiji looking to defend the title they secured earlier this year. Fiji have won 10 of the 20 World Series legs over the past two seasons but haven't tasted success in the season opening leg in the United Arab Emirates since 2016. Head coach Gareth Babers says the biggest challenge for every team on the world circuit is consistency. Taking lessons from where you were sort of 12 months previously, we lost, well we didn't win Dubai, we lost it, lots of teams lost it, but we didn't win it, and we've done something similar in the previous year as well, so there was things that we had to look at in the way that we prepare going into this, but we couldn't have been far away, because then obviously the week later we go out and we win Cape Town, and you know sometimes you need to be stung into action a little bit, and I felt that a little bit last season, it happened a couple of times to us where we took hits and then we came back, um, but what you really want to do is you want to show your program, or, or, you know, how you're progressing, is that the work you've done in the off-season, you're on the right path to ensuring that the, I suppose, the milestones you put in the season along the way that you need to hit to show that your program's progressing are, are going well. And, yeah, you're right, we didn't do it 12 months ago particularly well, but we managed to back it up sort of a week later. So, you know, taking a little bit of what we learned from those two previous years and, and trying to get that right going into into Dubai. Um, you know, luck plays a part, certainly, help of players, um, but there's no end of motivation at this stage. Everybody's you know, vying for positions and everybody wants to be uh, holding on to the white jersey, and that's exactly the message that we'll be getting across to them sort of coming into next week, is that, you know, they have to perform to be able to be uh, ensuring that, you know, they get another opportunity in a week later. Indeed, and in terms of the 14 players you've named to go to those first couple of legs, uh a very experienced squad, obviously, Paolo, your captain, uh, and I think just the one you face, isn't it, uh, Kavakini Tabu? Uh, tell me about what, what he's done and what he's impressed, uh, or how he's impressed you to get into the squad, and, and just how hard is it for other players to break in? How competitive is that environment at the moment, obviously, knowing that Tokyo is, is down the line? It's pretty competitive. Uh, it was a tough call on a couple of players for this tournament. You know, within our group, uh, there's 10 that are continuing to train through the weeks that we're away, and it's important that, you know, obviously they get exposure as well through domestic competition, which is great for us to have here in Fiji, which is really positive. Um, I suppose for Kava Kinney, he's he comes from good stock. Obviously, he's the brother of several. He's the brother of Isoa. Um, I've watched him play over the last couple of years. We've done training sessions against a team called Yamathia that's quite well known here in Fiji, but also overseas as well. Um, and he, he is 
you know, been like fortunate to play for them. He's played overseas. He played in Australia. He, you know, he's a, he's a good, hard-working forward. Um, he has a no-nonsense approach to the way he plays. He's disciplined with the way he plays physical and has a great work ethic. And, you know, obviously, you know, we have good talent to be able to play the tempo game that obviously we like to play here in Fiji and create questions for the opposition all the time. But within that, you need people who are disciplined and accurate with the game. And that's something that Kelly's brought to us as well and brought to his game is showing that that's how he goes about his business. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to him getting his opportunity to make his stamp on HSBC series and um, no better way than starting that in Dubai. Absolutely. And, and of course, uh, as you say, he's got his brother in the squad. He's got the, the now recognised as the best player in the game, Jerry Tuwai, in your squad. Uh, he may not be the captain anymore, but clearly on the field, uh, he's a leader and, and one of your, your key men. Um, how helpful is it to you to have people like him, people like Parler, who and many others that have been in this squad now for a long time, uh, and, and what keeps them motivated and what keeps them at the top of their game? Yeah, I mean, you know, the obvious answer to that is yeah, you need people, you need players like that who have had experiences at both ends of a success level. You know, it hasn't always been uh, exactly the way we want it. And, and, you know, you rely on those boys then to rationalise that and communicate that with some of the other players around them. You know, losing the semi-final of the World Cup to, to New Zealand, um, coming short in the Commonwealth Games, not winning the series last year, all of those things sort of spur you on. And obviously, living in Fiji and you know growing up in Fiji, those guys obviously know it far better than I do. Just you know the privileged position that they find themselves in to be representing uh, re- representing their country. And the motivational factor is is more to do with with them, how they perceive themselves, their relationship with the power of the Lord, and exactly you know what they want to achieve for their family and their country what did winning last year that world series what did that mean for you as the coach of the team obviously getting so close the year before um was there a vindication there was there a satisfaction of a, a job well done of you know the progress the team had made and and how do you build on that going into the new season i coach because i enjoy seeing individuals who i have relationships with doing some very special things and possibly releasing the potential that they have. I know that can sound quite cliche, but I do generally get the biggest enjoyment from that. Um, as a coach, in my sound strange, I'm not particularly outcome-driven. I get a lot of satisfaction from the little wins that happen amongst that. Um, and I'm rational enough to realize that you don't always get the little wins. And I think that um, you know, for these boys to see how some of them have, have, have transformed over the period of time that we've we've been together and, and how they develop, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Um, and, and how they now respond to being in the public eye and, you know, the expectation that does surround them, not just here in Fiji, but elsewhere in the world. Um, that gives me the greatest satisfaction. I think probably winning the series last year um, showed them that uh, they have, you know, gained a lot for that period of time that we've been together. Um, and there's no reason why that, that can't continue to to grow, and you know, as a coach, what you try and do is is, is reinvent the message, uh, reinvent, I suppose, the the understanding of the process and, and how far and what can be achieved, um, and that's what we do as a group of coaches is every day is really try and stay ahead of the players and put the next challenges down in front of them, um, and have plans around if we achieve those challenges or we don't, because to me, both those provide equal opportunities to learn things from and progress again um, and even though they might be tough and hard and sit in your stomach you don't like them you've got to be prepared to rationally get a response out of a group of players and 
And, you know, like what we did last year from from Dubai to South Africa, then, you know, I expect to see us um, move like that this year again. And, and ultimately, I've always said that the biggest challenge has been consistency, mental consistency in our players and being able to deliver under that pressure at those times and discipline. Um, and, you know, numerous times last season we got that right. And because of that, we were blessed to, to be given the World Series the year before. We got huge amounts right, but we were just short when it came to just finishing it off. So, you know, seeing them move from that to where we have done this season and what is going to be achievable this season without any guarantees, we know that all of those lessons are going to be necessary to move us on as individuals again. And we'll be keeping those challenges and that pressure on the group to ensure that happens. That's the Fiji Sevens coach, Gareth Baber. Papua New Guinea tennis player Abigail Teriapisa is hoping to end a successful year on another high at the Australian Open Asia-Pacific wildcard tournament. The 27-year-old became the first Pacific Island woman to win a professional singles title in May and two months later claimed singles, doubles and team gold while representing Papua New Guinea at the Pacific Games. After taking close to three months off to rest, recover and deal with some medical issues, Teriapisa will be one of 16 players competing in Zhuhai, China this week for direct entry into the Australian Open main draw, with one place up for grabs in both the singles and doubles events. In terms of like match play, I don't think I've played enough since the Pacific Games. Um, but besides that, I still I feel pretty good, um, like hitting on the court. And I was still quite pleased with how I played when I went to Thailand. It was my first tournament back after the games, and I I was still kind of pleased with how I played there. It almost felt like I didn't stop for, for a long time. So yeah, I'm, I feel pretty good. In terms of that two, three-month break that you had, was it for injury or you just felt like you needed to sort of decompress after a very hectic period? Um, or The first month, I did not touch the racket just because I was so exhausted from um, the Pacific Games and also the tournaments leading up to the Pacific Games. It was just full-on for like two months straight. So I took that little bit of time off. But then I also had some personal medical issues that I had to take care of, which is why it took a little bit longer for me to get back into things. And, and I guess, you know, last year, you know, your ranking uh, got, got down to a pretty good level and, and you had that success mm-hmm. and, and you had that great success in Singapore, um, you know, in the middle yeah. of this year. So um, y- your rankings ballooned a bit, I guess, by virtue of you yes. being away from it. So c- considering yeah. that, con- considering that it must be great for you to, to be offered this spot in this wildcard playoff. No, I'm really, I'm really thankful that I was able to um, receive the wildcard to this tournament because since I have been out for quite a while, my rankings dropped dramatically. And so, like, I wasn't sure if I would get in automatically um, or if I did, it would it would be into the qualifying rounds only. So the little bit of time, the time of that I had, like, I was just watching my ranking drop every, <laughs> every two weeks. And, you know, like, deep down, I was stressing out about it. But, you know, it's nothing I could really do. So I just had to kind of stay positive. And so how, how does it work in this wildcard playoff? I think you, you were there last year, were you? I was, yeah. I was there last year and the year before as well. And, yeah, and it's basically whoever wins it gets the automatic entry into Australian Open. So, so there's one direct spot into the main draw available? There's just one, yep. And, and just then, one. Yeah, and, and so in theory, if you won four games, you'd be in the main draw? Mhm, mhm. Basically, yes. The other players you'll be coming up against. How familiar are you with them? Have you 
played any of them before? Yes, I, I basically know everyone that's in the main draw right now, and I've played I've played against a few of them in both singles and doubles, and if and I've also seen um, some of them, you know, tournaments around in Asia, uh, Oceania. So, like, I'm quite familiar with a lot of them. So, I think that's quite a little bit of an advantage when I, like, I'll be able to at least know a little bit about my opponent. And you said you were encouraged by how you uh, performed in Thailand after such a long time away. So, so what sort yes. of, so what sort of confidence do you go into this event with, and how much of a chance do you give yourself? But like I said, I'm really trying to be positive because I feel like I've improved a lot um, in my game since last year. So I, I definitely feel a bit more confident, and I think my confidence level would be a little bit higher if I had continued to play after the Pacific Games but you know that didn't happen so I'm just trying to stay positive and like have fun like I'm just trying to enjoy it and I think the results will come hopefully and will you also be competing in the doubles event or just a singles yes I am the doubles as well I'm playing with a Japanese girl Irina Hayashi She's. I'm. I. I play a lot of tournaments with her, and this is. But this will be the first time that we're going to be playing doubles together. I've played against her in doubles, but this will be the first um, we play together. And, and so, as you say, you've had a few months out. You've had a big year with the tournament win, uh, some a good run of results, mm-hmm. and then obviously the Pacific Games was pretty exhausting, but pretty successful for Team PNG. Um, yep. So 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 now that you're back on the circuit, you're back playing again. What's what does the next sort of couple of two three months look like for you? This will be my last tournament uh, for the year, and then looking to do some practice, hopefully down in Australia. Um, so I'm going to sort out my visas for that, and then I just know it's going to be a really hectic uh, start to the year because I, like, I just really want to get back in the swing of things because I'm looking to qualify for the 2020 Olympics. So, yeah, I need to get my ranking done, which means you know I'm trying to play a little bit more tournaments next year in the beginning of the year. That's the Papua New Guinea tennis player Abigail Teriapisa. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. You can listen to this and other programmes on our website, rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.